Attention anyone looking for hand sanitizer. Sanitizing your hands and surfaces is one of the best ways to fight COVID-19. The FDA recently published new guidelines for the production of hand sanitizer during this public health emergency. Most commonly used hand sanitizers are not compliant. Here's the good news. You can now get the hand sanitizer you're looking for that meets FDA guidelines to fight COVID-19. Introducing Halo CV, one of the first hand sanitizers available in the U.S. that's formulated specifically for COVID-19 and meets both FDA FDA and CDC guidelines. Get yours now at halocv.com. That's H-A-L-O-C-V.com. Halo CV can be used on all surfaces, such as countertops, doorknobs, and shopping carts, in addition to your hands. Made in the USA, Halo CV is formulated specifically for COVID-19. Be safe, stay home, and sanitize your hands and surfaces with Halo CV. Go to halocv.com, and we'll rush your order to you today. That's halocv.com. H-A-L-O-C-V.com. Go to halocv.com. This is a special edition of Late Night Count. I'm Mark Gallagher. We're going to take a look at something that's maybe not exactly health-related, but it is certainly senior-related. If you have received your copy of the AARP Bulletin, you'll see that the front story is called Oh my goodness. So you started, you were about 12. Okay. Got oh, 13 it. actually. Yep. 13. Uh, all right. 13. No fraud here at all. Um, <laughs> seniors have always been victims of fraud. I mean, they've been all kinds and it goes back literally hundreds of years uh, that people who are older were taken advantage of, but it's gotten to the point now where it is just absolutely out of control. Would you say that is correct? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you bring up the point about older adults being victimized by frauds and scams. To be honest, anybody of any age can be a victim of a fraud or a scam. But the thing to note about older adults is criminals go where the money is. And older adults do hold the majority of wealth in the United States. So it's just like why bank robbers rob banks. They go where the money is. Also, older adults haven't grown up with the technology that we have today. And certainly, um, I wish it was true that we still have this trusting environment um, like they grew up in, but we don't. And so they may be more trusting of offers that are put in front of them. You were telling me that one of the newest scams is an old scam, and that's blackmail. Okay, let's talk about that first, and then we'll we'll hit some of the other ones that are mentioned in the article. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's interesting during this pandemic where all of us are on stay-at-home orders. There certainly are corona-related, uh, coronavirus-related scams, but there's also scams that are coming out of the woodwork because we're at home. And one of those is the blackmail scam. 
So the scammers are contacting you usually via email or social media saying that they have proof of you visiting adult websites. And unless you want your wife or even we've heard your church knowing about this, that you need to pay them money. And usually they, they request that money in Bitcoin. One of the interesting things with that scam, Bitcoin, yeah, absolutely. Specifically with the scam, they're requesting payment in Bitcoin. And they're even sending the instructions on how to get Bitcoin online. But the interesting thing with the scam is why it's so convincing sometimes is because the scammers will often include a password of yours in the subject line. And we know that they're getting those passwords from the dark web. So it might be an old password that you've used years and years ago, but they're correlating the two to make it be more believable. Uh, and we should point out that from a health standpoint, that people looking at sexual materials, even as they age, as we age, is, is a normal natural thing, okay? And if you're yep. stuck in the house, maybe alone, even mm -hmm. with a partner, mm -hmm. uh, you want some kind of variety. I mean, mm -hmm. it's just, it's a normal natural thing. Um, as long as it's, it's legal porn in, in, in quotes. What can people do to prevent this? Ignore it? Would that be the best thing to do? Yeah, absolutely. Ignore it. And if by chance you're on a website and a pop-up comes up and says that there's malware on your computer, because um, sometimes they will attach the malware to the website, because you're exactly right. They know that um, more people might be visiting during this time when they're at home. Um, ignore it. Do not click on the link, and if anybody sends you an email trying to extort money from you, for whatever reason, delete it and report it. And report it to the FBI? Um, so you can report it to IC3.gov. That is the Internet Crime Complaint Center. So again, it's I as the letter I, C as the letter C, and three in the number three, dot gov. You can report it there, or you can certainly call the AARP Fraud Watch Network helpline, which is part of my responsibility to manage that helpline. And our volunteers can walk you through the next steps. But most importantly, it's just report it so we know that it's still happening, and then we can report, uh, we can inform others. A lot of seniors uh, don't don't understand their computers, mm -hmm. and they rely on you know kids or grandkids to show them how to use it, uh, you should have some kind of malware protection uh, on your computer. I think that's a, a first step. Oh, 100%. Make sure to check your malware protection, your virus protection, your software protection, everything today. And if you don't normally run scans of your computer, run one um, to make sure that there's nothing on there. And if by chance you don't have somebody in your life that can help you with that, um, there's a lot of local libraries that can help you. Um, I believe there are even some of them are working remotely like the rest of us. And so you can always call and ask them for some step-by-step -step instructions on how to go about and do that. Let's talk about some of the other scams that are going on right now. Um, I know that there are other countries and a lot of the 
scams are coming through the computer. Um, I mean, everything from offering, want to get married? Uh, <laughs> right? Uh, oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, that's a big one. Romance scams. Um, there are uh, robocalls, uh, ripoffs. Uh, uh, I have, in the, in the past, when I had a landline, um, would get a call saying we're the IRS. Interestingly, with a foreign accent, of course, and the IRS, I know if they're going to come after you, they're going to send you a letter. They're not going to call. Can you comment yeah, on that, Amy? Yeah, you're absolutely right. So over the last couple of years, government imposter scams, um, which includes the IRS imposter scam, the Social Security imposter scam, and even Medicare imposter scams, those have been so popular because we have respect for our government. And if the government calls you and says that you owe money or that you're in trouble, you listen. So right now, the most popular government imposter scam is the Social Security um, Administration imposter scam. And what they'll do is they'll call you and they'll say that your Social Security number was used in a crime. I don't know why, but that crime has always been committed in Texas, poor state of Texas for some reason. And they say they found, um, whether it's drugs or blood in a car that was rented in your name with your Social Security number, and unless you want to be arrested, you have to pay money immediately. And the scammers are often requesting the payment in prepaid gift cards. And that's another thing when we talk about why older adults might be more vulnerable, is if you think about the history of a prepaid gift card that you see at your local drugstore or your grocery store, they weren't around in prevalence like they are today. So when a lot of people walk into the store, sometimes they don't even know what those colorful racks are with a credit card looking thing on it. So when the um, Social Security Administration calls you and says you have to go buy one of those to get out of trouble, you do it. And the reason why they're so popular for the scammers is because they're virtually untraceable and you never have to actually leave possession of that gift card. Once you read the numbers off of the back in that PIN number, the criminals can instantly drain the money off of there. Pretty amazing, wow. Um, why do people scam? Why, I mean, is it just money? Is that the bottom line? Well, you know, I think we could get into the whole psychological reason of why people are criminals and why people do what they do. But just like we talked about in the article in the April um, ARP bulletin, is that a lot of these hotbeds are in countries that might not have the economic opportunities that other places might. Um, I know in the article there was one discussion regarding um, some youth kids in Jamaica, and they said, what do you want to be when you grow up? And the first thing they would like to be is Usain Bolt, the Olympian. The second thing, was a foreign lottery scammer. Because that's who they look up to because they see them driving nice cars, having nice clothes. Um, you know, in countries where there's a lot of call centers, oftentimes um, the call centers train them in good English, um, good customer service skills, but they know that they can actually make more scamming people and they need to feed their 
their families. That is not justifying what they do at all, but that's why it's so important for us to know the education and not be a victim of a fraud or a scam because going after these folks or getting them to try to change their ways is a lot more hard than us teaching ourselves the red flags of these frauds. Let's take a step back and take a look at Amy's background. Uh, you've been with the AARP for 18 years. You know, were you a police officer, FBI agent? What was your background? Secret so, Service, uh, spy? Yeah. <laughs> no. I, well, if I was a spy, I certainly couldn't tell you that, could I? Um, Unless you no. had to kill me, yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It would be hard to do. Huh. Um, actually, my undergraduate was in sociology criminology. And I, crazy enough, was inspired by Jodie Foster in Silence of the Lambs. And that is what I wanted to do. So, um, in my uh, studies at college, I worked in prisons and I realized that what I really wanted to do was more of the rehabilitation um, and really work more one-on-one -on -one with people. So I also um, worked in social services for a while and really understood how to work with people of all areas of life. Um, and when I, that was when I was in Ohio. And then when I moved to Denver, I saw this opportunity at ARP and I knew it was going to be a great fit for me. Um, since then I have received my master's in leadership studies. And then also recently I passed my certified fraud examiner's license. So I am now an official CFE, which basically just says I know more about fraud than I ever want to know. And there's still there's a lot so of fraud going on. Yeah, there is still a lot of fraud. Um, you know, there's internal fraud at companies, there's fraud in the government, there's fraud everywhere. But my particular focus is just really helping that, that isolated person, the person who might see something on social media, the person who might get an email, the person who really doesn't have somebody to talk to. And that's why what we have at the Fraud Watch Network Helpline is so important. We get about 350 calls a day from people who have experienced fraud, and we have trained volunteers that speak one on one with them. And on average, our calls take about 30 minutes because that's what we want to do is we want to make sure that that person, one, won't be a victim again because we're going to help them learn the red flags and then offer them a little bit of that emotional closure and that empathetic ear. Because oftentimes what we hear from our victims is that they feel they feel they feel dumb. They they you know, and people are telling them, like, how could you fall for that? But you're a victim of a crime and you should really actually be mad about it. So that's what we do to help encourage them. Uh, one of the other frauds, and I don't know if it's mentioned in the article or not, uh, is um, hi, Mr. Smith, your grandson is in jail in Mexico. We need you to send X number of dollars immediately. Yes, yes, the grandparent scam, the person in need scam. This one, it, it always happens. But I will tell you the interesting thing about this scam is it does have some seasonal flavor to it. Oh. Um, we did not really have a traditional spring break time this year because of coronavirus, but we do see an uptick in that scam during traditional college spring breaks because it could make sense that that grandchild is out of the country 
and could have been arrested for um, maybe drinking and driving or drugs or something like that. We also saw an uptick with that scam during the Olympics. Um, Grandma, I got a great deal. I went to the Olympics. I got in trouble. I need money. But even right now, the scammers are using the coronavirus um, in this scam. So we got a report the other day that said um, someone received a phone call. Grandma, Grandma, I woke up. I had 104 fever. I felt so sick. I had to race out and get tested. I forgot my wallet. I got pulled over. Now I'm in jail with coronavirus. I need you to send me money fast. So the scammers, they follow the headlines like the rest of us. They know what's happening. To be honest, they're on social, I mean, they're on social distancing and they're in lockdown in their country as well. So they have just more time than ever to just try to scam us. Uh, and the bottom line, at least for those who of us who may be over 50, mm -hmm. you'll get there in about 20 years. You, Amy, that is. Um, <laughs> when is that many seniors are lonely and they're willing to pick up the phone and talk. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I remember when my grandma was alive and she was on Eastern time and I was in mountain time and I would call her on my way to work. So that was probably 10 o'clock her time, you know, eight o'clock my time. I would, she would pick up the phone and she would have a frog in her throat. And I said, grandma, are you okay? She's like, oh yeah, but this is the first time I've talked all day. Right? And so it was probably four hours after she woke up and it was the first time she had a conversation with somebody. So if you think about folks who are living alone or isolated and the phone rings, they might think it's someone that they know that they want to talk to. And so they do pick up on the phone and they might engage with that friendly person on the phone or the friendly person at the door. But that is why um, certainly ARP um, looks at isolation and has many programs to help people um, fight it and to find things because we would rather have you engage with a legitimate person than a scammer. And my best advice, and I know this is hard for people who are isolated, is if your phone rings and you absolutely do not know who's calling you, do not pick up the phone. Let it go to voicemail. If it's important, like a doctor or somebody like that, they will leave you a message. And if you're listening to this and you have somebody in your life who is prone to pick up the phone, even though you've told them, don't pick up the phone, perhaps next time you're able to see them or even ask them to do that, put a little post-it note by their phone that just says, hey, mom and dad, just remember, don't pick up the phone unless you know who it is or this might be a scammer. Don't give out your personal or your financial information. Just a little reminder to kind of jog that back, them back into the present is a great thing to do. Amy, I've really enjoyed spending some time with you. Uh, Amy, Amy Nafziger, Director of Victim Support for the AARP Fraud Watch Network. Uh, will you come back uh, as you crack down on these bad guys? Absolutely. There's always a new scam popping up that I'd love to talk to your audience about. All right. Well, let us know about that. And we'd love to have you uh, talk to us about that. Uh, Amy, hold on a second. Uh, I'm Mark Allen. This is Late Night Health. You can uh, visit us at latenighthealth.com. We'll have a picture of Amy and uh, maybe the, uh, the front page of the AARP bulletin. And if you want information 
on this, uh, Amy, what is a website where people can go to find out more? AARP.org slash Fraud Watch Network. Or if you want to read the bulletin, AARP.org slash bulletin. Terrific. Thank you very much again. I'm Mark Allen. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye for now.